Welcome to the Unfuck Your Health podcast, where we get into all things training, nutrition, mindset, and help you unfuck your health. I'm your host, Brevin Jandrew. Let's get into it. What's going on, guys? But welcome back to another episode of the Coaches Roundtable. Hope you guys had a great weekend, and we are moving into another fantastic week. We have another good Q&A for you guys this week. Um, but before that, I guess this episode will be coming out technically after you get back from Lost Lands, Brevin, but you have Lost Lands coming up. I do. It's going to be a, a very interesting next couple of days. We have a five-hour drive to Ohio and then uh, four days of loud music, robot noises, <laughs> which I heard uh, Chris is getting into a little bit. I was going to ask you, is that a country festival or, or is that? <laughs> no, uh, far uh, from uh, it. <laughs> we, we are wearing country, or, uh, cowboy hats on day one. Oh, nice. no. Yes. If I have Somebody time, tells me that was a Travis idea. <laughs> it 1000% was a Travis idea. He texted me last night and goes, Hey, you want to wear cowboy hats with me? I was like, I'd have to go find one. He's like, I got three. I was like, all right. <laughs> now my next piece of order is to go uh, find some jeans that I can cut into jorts. Nice. Oh man. That's gonna be so funny. But to answer uh, your question. Yeah. I have been getting a little bit into it. All uh, right. Listen favorite to so far. What's the favorite song so far? What was the one I texted you, Chase? I don't know. I can't. Came just to Rage by Sullivan. Yeah, King. Came to Rage. Oh, okay, that's a good one. That's I a like good it. one. We will so, see him know, there. I didn't know they had words. I thought you guys yeah. were just like they're actual words. I was. No, there's just so many good words. Somebody yeah, screaming yeah. in my ear the entire workout. So. No, a lot of our favorites have words in them. Actually, yeah. I would say. Uh, I, there, I don't there's think not a ton of songs that have no words. Yeah. Now there's definitely some. Yeah, it's not as bad as I thought. Yeah, and I also like EDM because I feel like it's such just it's like they have music for every mood. <laughs> like they There's have so like, many subgenres of it. There really is. Like you have like the heavy bass where it's like gonna rip your face off and get a good workout in, <laughs> and then you also have like the like you know the really like sad and sappy songs. Then you have like the like getting your feels kind of songs, <laughs> and then like they have one for everything. My bench has improved 20 pounds since I started listening to it. So. <laughs> See, there we go, guys. That is, is facts. Prove it. Ha- There's no other reason why. <laughs> Chase wouldn't be squatting over 400 at his meat without this. That's right. <laughs> Sullivan King screaming in, scream in your ear. There you go. <laughs> Either that or when you beat me on the back. Well, that that works, too. <laughs> we do that off camera. Yeah, that's right. I abuse Chase. Just a little bit. I almost messaged you when I was watching it on YouTube. I was like, or maybe I did message you about like the chalk on his back. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, you did send me a message. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, guys, the only reason I went is to have an excuse to hit Chase. (laughs) That last deadlift. Like, I don't even, the funny thing is, I don't even remember. Like, I, like, I remember in the moment you hit me on the back, but I don't even like remember it. But it was just so crazy. Um, but, Anyways, guys, let's talk about some Q&A questions here that we got. We have a couple of really good ones today. Um, majority are training focused. However, we had one uh, nutrition related question that carried over from last week that we didn't get to. Um, last week, Kala asked, so I'm really good about tracking calories when I'm at home and I can easily look things up, weigh my food when I'm at someone else's house and they're preparing something. I fall off the wagon and I feel totally lost. How do you all keep track of calories that aren't easy to calculate? Brevin, what's up? So I'm going to steal one of Chase's lines here. All or something rather than all or nothing. I think <laughs> when, when people have the mentality of uh, like, well, if I can't track it perfectly, I'm just not going to track it all. And then when you don't track it all, you're like, well, I'm just going to fuck it. I'm just going to go all in. 
but like do the best you can. It doesn't have to always be perfect, but like tracking something and having that awareness, because that's what we talked about all last episode was awareness. And once you build that awareness, and then the more that you track, the the better your awareness is and the more accurate it is. So the, the better judgment you can make when you aren't able to weigh things out or be perfect. And also, I think there's a an essence of like, it's okay to to take some time to try to be intuitive about it. Like, hey, don't be an asshole to yourself. Allow yourself to go have fun and, and enjoy yourself and don't feel like you have to necessarily track all the time forever. I think that's a good time to be like, hey, let me test it out. Let me see how my awareness is. Let me see how my intuitive eating is. And and with that, <clears throat> before, not to interrupt you, Chris, but I was going to say, adding on to that though, to clarify, you said that that is after you've been tracking forever, quote unquote. Yes. So like, you're not just jumping right into intuitively eating. Like you are actually tracking first. Yes. That awareness. You have to have awareness before you can become intuitive. And so many people try to become intuitive without the awareness. And then that is just like, asinine is the best word <laughs> i i don't know it just depends on the situation too like you know you're gonna go there the expectation like am i gonna go there and am i gonna track this food in my opinion depending where you're currently at like maybe just go make a plate um send it around protein right and have your vegetables also give yourself that permission to eat that dessert and then eat until you're 80 percent full don't overeat just stop eating and whether that's like I stopped at like 80% full and three hours later, you're like, I really want more. Go back and eat a little bit more if you're hungry. Um, but I think stopping, not overindulging. Like when I go to a buffet, my first plate is like all protein. And that like I start out with like all protein and then I'll go back and grab my like sushi and some other things that have like, you know, quite a bit of carbs. And, th and then like the last thing I eat is my dessert. But like, and then I stop when I'm 80% full, um, normally. So <laughs> it's, I think that that's good rule of thumb, but it's, if you're trying to track and keep, you know, there's the hand methods of there's the hand methods, there's the build a plate method, um, where, you know, a quarter of your plate is protein, a quarter of your plate is, um, a, a carb and then half your plates veggies. Is that right? Is that what? That's yep. right. Yep, yeah, exactly. And then for the um the hand sizes, it's a one palm is about one yeah. source of protein. Your fist is a serving of veggies. A cupped handful is about a cup of carbs, or like excuse me, one serving of carbs. And then your thumb is about one serving of fats. And so I think that's important. Just and again, like not that you have to memorize all these things. I think some people like get caught up in the weeds and things. It's like, oh, was it the fist or was it the cupped hand or like like just do your best. Like again, like, I think it's just all goes back to I like. Chris, you brought up eating until you're 80% full. And to add on to that, I think one thing I need to remind people is like eat slower. So many of us are so used to eating so quickly. I mean, like I come from like a nursing background and like, I still have to remind myself, I will eat so quickly. And I'm like, why am I like wolfing this food down? I'm like, there is nothing going on after this, but I just eat so quick because that's just like what I've been used to with work. And a lot of people are in that situation. So remind yourself to eat slowly, try putting the fork down in between bites, put the sandwich down in between bites, like take your time, sip on some fluids. Don't drink a ton of fluids. That's another way to like easily overeat. It. If you're drinking a lot of fluids to get the food down, like some people just, again, it's, and it's things that you're subconsciously doing that you're not even thinking about. This is again, bringing more awareness to what your current behaviors are. So slow down in the moment and really recognize like, what are you eating? eating? What does it taste like? What is the texture? What does it smell like? Does it taste good? 
Are you enjoying it? Or are you just eating because the food is there? I think that's also really important as well as like learning what you're saying yes to and what you're saying no to. I, uh, every time I think of the hand method, I just think of like punching the food away. Like, Get that away from me. Punch it. <laughs> that's my hand method. Just slap, the, slap the person trying to bring you food. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I also want to add on to that. I think a, another good thing, um, something I've had clients do is like, Take one plate. You get one plate. Fill it with whatever you want. Start with your protein, fruits, veggies, those kind of things, and then fill it with whatever you want. But take it away and take it and sit somewhere else to eat. Don't just sit there and graze because yes. that's where you're going to add in a ton of extra calories. It's just like, oh, well, I'm just going to have some chips here. I'm just going to have the brownie here. I'm just going to have this over here. And it adds up and adds up. And, and you lose the awareness because you're just grazing. But if you just put it on your plate, walk away. You can fill your plate with whatever you want, but walk away and allow yourself that one plate. And if, again, I think adding all of these things together, eat slowly. And if you feel like you are still hungry after, like go back, you can get the fruits and veggies and the, and the protein and stuff like that. You allowed yourself to have um, the, the foods that you want to. And I think uh, something we've talked about before is like a hell yes food or a hell no food. If you have a bunch of desserts there, um, and you go and you're like, well, like I kind of like brownies, but like they're whatever, they're just kind of there. So I'm going to have them they're, Don't waste your calories on them. But if there's a cupcake there and you're like, Dude, I fucking love cupcakes. That's a hell yes food. Eat the cupcake. Enjoy it. Yep, exactly. And I think it's also um, one other thing I would mention as well as like watching liquid calories. I think those can really sneak up really quickly on a lot of people where it's like, all right, well, like I always like to have this discussion with clients is like, what are your real estate expectations? Are you going into this meal with like, I don't care what I eat. I'm going to enjoy the end of the world meal kind of thing. Like right now, like, okay, have it. If it's like your anniversary date night, if it's like a, a wedding or something like that, like by all means, eat what you want to. It's all about that bounce back the very next day. But in that moment, go into it with expectations. Like, are you going to drink alcohol? If so, can we set a limit to that? And not saying you have to only have one, but can we set like, hey, I'm going to have two. I'm going to have three. Like be realistic with yourself. Go into it with a plan of some sort and say, hey, you know what? Maybe I really want the, you know, the nachos appetizer. So I'm going to pass on the dessert. Maybe it's, hey, I really want that slice of chocolate cake or the birthday cake at the birthday party. Maybe I'm going to pass on alcohol tonight. Like you can say yes to a lot of things, but you can't say yes to everything. I think there's a million different ways that we can go about telling you how to handle a day like this. That's where the individuality comes in so much. And I think at the end of the day, we've all said a lot of like really great things on how you can approach this day. I want to get a, a little bit of the tough coach in as well. It's like if every time you go out and have these events, if everything is special, nothing is special. Like make events not necessarily about the food, make it about the event, about the people, about whatever it is. Now, if you have the times where like, that is actually a truly special event and there's food there and I want to enjoy it, do that. But not every time has to be a special event. Yeah. yeah. I think you bring up a good point with expectations is like, are you expecting the, you know, scale to be down tomorrow? Like, uh, you know, like, are you expecting to lose four pounds that week? Well, we maybe need to have a different discussion. Um, but I think all in all, as far as like how to track your, your calories, I agree with you. Just do the best you can um, or just put the expectation in and like, I'm not going to track anything and I'm just going to, you know, get through today and get right back to it tomorrow. Yeah. I was messaging you with somebody from the Facebook group the other day. Um, and along the same lines that you were saying, Robin, about like every special, every occasion can be a special occasion. And I told them, I was like, the more often you're having these social events, the more of those you're going to have to take control over. Like mm -hmm. if, if this is a once in like, if you go out to like a special event 
and have a special occasion once a month, okay, enjoy it. I don't care. But if this is something that's like three to four times a week, okay. I was telling them like, we need to like cut back a little bit. Maybe we pick one of those per week that we are still a little bit in control. Cause guys, like even if like you had like one day where you went balls to the walls and had like every single thing you wanted to, that could easily put you at maintenance, take you out of the deficit or even a surplus as well. Yeah. And, and I think I know we're kind of going off a little bit, but I think these are really important conversations to have. Cause I was having a conversation with a client earlier uh, today, actually on the, like the more you go out to eat and, and have these events and, and have try to have all of these things, like you can have everything, just not all at once. So like if you're going out to eat every single day, like it's going to be harder. Is it impossible to do? No, but it's definitely going to be harder. You have less control over the calories. You have less control over the portion sizes. Things are just going to be a little bit harder. Make it easy on yourself. Don't make every event special. Don't try to do everything at once. You can have everything, but you have to pick and choose when you have it. Mm -hmm. And I, I guess I'm going to say one more thing with that is I, you also brought up a good point because I think if you are going to have some, if you are in a season of life right now where you have a lot going on, like, don't get me wrong. Like we all have those phases in our life. Like if you are going to, you know, if you have a wedding one month and like the next week you turn around, you're going to your honeymoon. So you're saying if you have a, a wedding the weekend before, and then you have a music festival the same week, there's things, there's a lot going on. Yep. That's, that's where I'm at. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I mean, I, you're, are you at a cut right now? I know you. Yeah. Are. So yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I think this is a good time to kind of talk about that. I think you a great that. example yeah. right here. I'm currently cutting, but this month, um, I haven't been. I haven't lost any weight this month. I was visiting Chase and coaching, and I wasn't dieting then. And last week, I was in a wedding, and I drank a lot. I definitely was not cutting. And then this week, I have lost lands. I have, I have a music festival. I'm going to be gone for five days. Like, I'm not cutting during that time. Like, I'm going to enjoy myself, and I'll just get back to the cut when I'm done. When I'm done with all this stuff, like after this month, life really settles down. My goal during this month is is to maintain the weight loss that I've already had, the 15 pounds that I've lost, just to maintain that during this time. And I can pick that right back up. I think maintenance is also a huge win. Exactly. Yeah. But that's because you're playing the long game where exactly. a lot of people exactly. are not, right? Like you're, you have the vision of like, okay, this is just who I am. This is my identity. Like I'm not worried about this one month. Whereas a lot of people, it's like, if they don't lose weight right now, this month, it's a failure to them. Yeah, and and I, I 100% agree. I love that point. Yeah. You have to, you have to have the expectations. Like, what are you, what, it's just like, if you're looking at like an equation, like if you're trying to get something out of it, what are you putting into it? Right? Like if you're putting into like very little effort in a million events that you just are choosing not to take control over, what do you expect is going to happen? Like you have to have the realistic expectations to get out of this. It would be one thing if you're like, hey, like I'm actually being disciplined at every single one of these events. Yes, I have a crazy life right now, but I mean, disciplined. Then we would expect maybe some results possibly. But if you're just being like, hey, I'm going to, yep, I'm just going to, I don't care about this one and this one, this one, this one, this one. Like we really can't expect a whole lot out of that. So, um, and I do yeah. want to give a little bit more insight <laughs> because I feel like as coaches, people think that fitness is easy for us and we're, we're perfect at it and stuff like that. Not and we're not. I have to constantly remind myself this month that it's okay that I'm not seeing the scale go down because I still step on the scale every day and it's been sitting at the exact same number pretty much all month. It's gone up and down slightly, but it's still hard knowing like 
I'm in an overall fat loss phase. I'm taking a break from fat loss right now. I have to constantly remind myself of that. And like, it's not always easy because I still have a, a long-term goal of fat loss. So on those times where I'm like, ah, oh, I know I'm not making any progress towards that right now, like, but I'm maintaining and being able to enjoy through this crazy time. That's a huge win. Yep. Yep. And, and you bring up a good, good point. And I love you. I mentioned that as far as like, you know, we all have our own struggles as well as like, um, you know, I, this is a little bit of a different topic, but I, I, I feel like we're kind of going down a little bit of a rabbit hole here, but uh, Shocker. that, right. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like, I mean, you bring up a good point. Like, you know, I'm in a cut right now and uh, a couple of days ago, I stepped on the scale and it was like saying, I was like down six pounds. I was like, woohoo, like it's going great. And then I stepped on the scale yesterday and it was like up three pounds and of course, like in that moment, like I was perfectly like dead on with calories for the day. But in the moment, it was like, oh, come on, really? Like I was going down every day. <laughs> like just that little bit of like little voice in the back of my head. Then it's just like, all right, no, like you're doing everything perfect. Then today it's right back down. So like you have to go into this realizing like, and I, I hope people that listening realize we're not perfect. We have the same concerns, same struggles, same thoughts go through our minds as well. Well, and, and I think, again, continuing on this point that progress is that those thoughts aren't necessarily always going to go away, but you're not letting those thoughts derail you. You're not letting those, you're catching yourself when you think that, and you have the tools to, to put the brakes on those thoughts instead of mm -hmm. like back, back before when I was 300 pounds, that thought not seeing the scale go down would have led me to binge or led me to like, fuck it. Well, I'm not doing anything now. Like I'm, I've ruined all my progress, but now it's like, I can, I can pump the brakes real quick. I can catch that. I can see it and I can course correct myself. Awesome. Chris, what is question number two? All right. We got Debbie asked more reps, lower weight versus less reps, more weight and or reps versus to failure. I keep hearing instead of reps of 10, 12, or 15 uh, times two or three, keep going until you can't less sets. Um, I think basically what she's saying is like, is it better to do less reps, more weight, or go until absolute failure instead of just the 10, 12 to 15 to 20? Like yeah. what reps, what rep range is, is best? Rabbit, I'll let you take that one. I know, I know you'd nerd out on this stuff. I can see you loading. You're like, all right, turn me loose, turn me loose. <laughs> I read all these questions. I was like, oh, I, I love these questions. I think that's an amazing <laughs> question. Um, so I, I think context is extremely dependent on this. Um, I'm going to go with your goal is to improve your physique, to build muscle. Um, it's pretty clear in the literature at this point that like a lower to moderate rep approach or a set approach. So like between six and 20, which is still a big range because it is individual. Um, and then training at or close to failure is going to elicit more hypertrophy, more, um, more progress. Um, I think one mistake that a lot of people make is like, Oh, my program said 10 to 12 reps. And I, I, I hit that and I stopped, but you still have five or six reps that you could have done. Um, so I think there's a lot of, value and taking these things to failure and really seeing even what you're capable of. Um, that's one of my favorite things to do with a, like an in-person client is like, Hey, uh, I'm not going to tell you, but we're doing a failure set. And like, they're doing 10 more reps and they thought they couldn't like, Oh, what the hell? I'm like, yeah, okay. I, I was right. Listen to me. Um, but for <laughs> real, uh, I think those are really volume and intensity are the two things you're talking about. And, and I like to think about those as like dials, the more volume you do, the more sets and reps that you do, the less intense you have to train. 
but there is a point to where if you train with too little intensity that you're not going to force an adaptation to happen. You're not going to really go anywhere. You're just going to kind of stay static and you're not really going to build any muscle or any strength. Um, so I always am going to aim for a lower set um, and a moderate to high intensity. I think it's just important. Again, like you said, it all goes back to the goals. What are you doing? But I think the biggest thing I'll highlight is just like going to failure at certain times. Like, I think it is super important to test yourself and really see what you're capable of. Um, I mean, even my coach has started a program with like, um, I, I've made a little bit of a switch in my training. Like it's a little bit less of like the piloting style, more of like a little bit more of the hypertrophy style of this block. And ever at the end of every um, block, she's like programmed like a couple of those accessories to go to failure um, to like really test and see like, what is failure? Cause there's a lot of times, like you said, Robin, like you may think, Oh, this is so hard when you get the rep 10 and you're like, if you actually went to failure, like a bicep curl, something that you can't hurt yourself with unless you drop the, you know, the demo on your toe, but, <laughs> but like, just like, if you start trying to actually take it to failure, you would be amazed how much you could probably do. I think, and yeah, I think, like you said it already. Oh, go ahead, Brevin. No, no, you're good. You're, I, I just got a lot of, a lot of stuff to talk about. <laughs> I could talk forever. He's like one of those cars that you pull back. Like he, and then they just like, like <laughs> I can see it loading. He's just like, let me go. Let me go. <laughs> right. No, I think it, you guys touched on it. You know, it does come down to goals, but I also think it's important to change up your rep range um, as you go through things. Um, and yeah, I agree. You get, you, I think a lot of people underestimate what their bodies can handle. Um, you know, it's exactly what, you know, Chase was kind of um, alluding to it's you get to that 15th rep and you're like, oh, that was really tough. But if you actually push yourself a little beyond what you think you could, you'd probably get 20, you know, and then you're like, okay, I could probably go up another five pounds. And that's fun. That's the fun part of working out is like, oh my gosh, like as little as a, a dumbbell curl, like. I went from twenties to 25s and, you know, and seeing those numbers increase over time and like, oh my gosh, four months ago, I was doing, I was doing tens and now I'm up to 20. You know, it's like, I've doubled up my strength in these things. What, like whatever that exercise is, that is what keeps people coming back. Um, I don't know if you guys are golfers, but it's like the last two holes that I golf, like I do really well on. And that's what makes me come back. And I hate it. Like this first eight or the first, like, seven, six holes, seven holes. I suck. And then it's like the last two I do really well. So I get to come back. Um, but that's kind of like with the gym. Uh, one, one big, I feel that about golf so hard. Um, (laughs) I'm not even a golfer, so I'm going to not even get in this conversation. (laughs) One big misconception I think people have is that more reps is going to quote unquote tone the muscle. You can't tone a muscle. You can build a muscle or you can atrophy a muscle. Um, So again, we have to look at what is going to grow the muscle and it's going to be intensity Um, volume. As long as you're meeting a a minimum threshold, you're going to be at a good spot. Um, As far as your reps, it's really going to come down to what do you enjoy? Because you can create hypertrophy with six reps all the way up to 30 reps. Now doing 30 reps is going to take a lot longer per set than doing eight to 10 reps. I personally program 90% of the time between six and 15 reps. So just for some like concrete numbers to look at, I guess. And when you do six reps and then you go to like 15 to 20, it sucks. (laughs) Yeah. You're like, I I used to do like 25s. Yeah. (laughs) Chase, you can uh, probably attest to that right now with uh, going back to a little bit more of a a bodybuilding style. I know. 
I was like, I, uh, you know, of course on comp day squatted four thirty, and then in the gym, I just did, uh, seven reps to two seventy five, And that felt hard. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, I was like, what is this? I hate doing seven reps, but I asked for it. So I can't be too mad. <laughs> I feel like we all do that. Like we, we set ourselves up for punishment, right? Like you're like, you, you program, I don't know whether you program for yourself or you have a coach that programs for you, you do it and you're like, dang, what was I thinking? <laughs> <laughs> all the time i get that um, yeah. all right brevin what's number three michelle if you're bad at remembering to count is doing time a good option too as long as it isn't single-sided stuff chris i'll take mm. that one so it's, it's kind of funny when i was a trainer i always tell my clients i'm like you have to count because i'm terrible at counting. <laughs> so i couldn't relate to that <laughs> i was not that coach it was like one two like i just was not that coach. I but, count on uh, my hands when I train in person because I literally will I, ADHD. I'm like bird, squirrel, what? <laughs> right. Yeah. How many left? Uh, three. <laughs> oh, dude, I can't tell you how many times. And they're like, yes. how many left? I'm like, oh, you got two more left. I'm like, it's weird. It's every time it's two more left. I know. <laughs> I know. It's exactly. Okay. I'm glad I'm not the only coach that's done that. <laughs> Not at all. all. Right. <laughs> if um, any of my past clients are listening to this, no, you're not. <laughs> I mean, in my opinion, I think it's it's best to count uh, because if you're just doing time, that means like your tempo has to be the exact same, right? But I, I guess it also goes back to like, you know, if, are you just starting out, you know, where you're currently at? If your reps are close to that 10 to 12 range, I'm sure it's not going to be and you're doing like single side or anything like that. It's not going to make, make one bicep way bigger if you, as long as you're close, right? But I, I think it best to um, actually count things out and make sure that you're, you know, relatively close there um, yeah, I, because your tempo has to be pretty dang close for it to be um, in that range. Yeah. I, I try to definitely, I definitely recommend counting as well. I mean, I, I will say like, if it's just, again, I always back to like something's better than nothing. So it's like, you know, if that comes down to that or, or like, well, I, heck there's a lot of times I'll be doing uh, workouts and like, I'll lose count in my own head and I'll just, and I'm just like, um, uh, I on like five or like if I'm doing like a set of six, and I'm like, am I on five or six? And I'm like, I don't know. I'll just do one more. <laughs> and then I always watch, you know, I feel myself for most of like my bigger lifts. So then I watch it. I'm like, oh yeah, I did an extra rep. Well, that's cool. <laughs> but um, I think it's just important to like, you know, and you said as long as it isn't single sided stuff. Um, I again, like I think it kind of goes by what Chris said. Like you're not gonna like notice like your like one biceps huge compared to the other like it's not gonna make that big of a difference whether you know if you are using time or reps i think as I long as you're getting enough <laughs> yeah I, I think for the sake of standardizing things because that's how you're going to progress if, you, if you're never tracking things yep. to yep. standardize like it, well one time you could do 10 reps in 30 seconds the next time you could do 15 reps in 30 seconds those are completely different you're going to get a completely different stimulus there so i think just for the sake of standardizing like i think more than anything, it's just going to come down to like intentionally trying to count and paying attention. It gets easier, but I will 100% say for an entire block, three straight weeks doing deadlifts, two sets of eight. I was like the first week I, I watched the video back and I was like, oh, I fucking did seven being it. And then the next week I was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to really intentionally do eight, seven, watch the video. I'm like, how <laughs> I swear I hit seven. The next week, say, I'm like, I give up. I'm only doing sevens from now on. I can't can't count to eight, apparently. I think you're also bringing up education. a good Yeah, I think you bring up a really good point as well as far as um, 
I, I think, you know, even like you're going up in weight, like if, you know, you might be able to do like eight reps um, for a certain period of time at twenties, but then you pick up the, you know, the, uh, the 25 pound dumbbells, then next, you know, you're slowing down a little bit because it's a little heavier weight. So then you're not getting less reps. And again, it is harder to track actual progressive overload there. And I think like at the end of the day, depending on where, and this is why it's such an individualized question where you are, is this your first time ever really in a gym? Have you never really worked out before? Like, Hey, you know what? Something is better than nothing. But if we're looking to like maximize our time and our effort, then I think counting is, is just going to be the way to go. You're also going to see the progression too, that you're making like by yeah. counting, right? Like, Oh wow. I was only doing this like eight times. Now I'm doing it 12 times. Um, I think that's another important part of counting. Well, it's kind of like tracking your calories. Like if you're, if you're tracking your calories, you can reasonably know, like, here's my progression. Here's the progress I can make based off what I'm doing. If you're not, then it's like, oh, well, I'm kind of leaving it up to chance. Like I may be doing it. I may be not. Yeah. Right. Am I the only one that ever when you're counting, like early, like when you're in your head, you're going like one, 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 two, two, like you just keep it going in your head. So it's like, you don't lose track where you're at. That can be the only one. Maybe I, I should try I st- that. I think I start, like, I'll start. And I'll be like three, four. And I'm like, was that one or t- like, did I just skip one, two? So, sometimes you know, I'll be like, like the um, eccentric and concentric. I'll count like one, two, <laughs> like just in my head, like I'll get it jumbled up in my head. Uh, I just end up losing count sometimes. I'm going to be real. I like, did I do <laughs> uh, whatever? I'm just going to take just it to failure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Close enough, I guess. <laughs> We're not perfect, uh, I swear. <laughs> and then my left lat's like way smaller than my right. <laughs> um, all right. This is like well, that boat that goes around in just a circle because one of its propellers <laughs> broken. <laughs> yeah. Um, this next question I love, um, especially because it's one of my clients, Stacy. Um, uh, if, <laughs> if you're not sure how your form is, if your form is correct or pretty much no. Not, it's not correct, but don't know how to fix it. And you continue anyway, are you doing more harm than good or just not getting the benefit of the workout? Um, so I have, I definitely know what probably one of you guys will say. Uh, I don't know what I'm going to say, but Brevin, what do you think? This is why you have a coach to send videos to is the first thing I want to say. Bingo. Um, <laughs> second, this is also why, like when I program, I start at a two or three RIR reps in reserve. You're starting a little bit lighter. And you're not training to failure that first week because we're making sure that execution is good and we're making sure that technique looks good and you feel good and the weight's comfortable and the settings on the machine look good for you. We're making sure all of those things and you, you're getting that by sending those videos to your coach. And then from there, we can make small adjustments. Um, I will say the body is extremely adaptive as long as you are relatively close one week of doing something wrong or, or not perfect isn't going to break you the body's way more resilient than that it's repeated over time bad technique that will lead to injury so send videos to your coach and he will definitely help you there and i know you have a training partner stacy <laughs> her, her friend heidi who's also my client they both go to the gym together so well that's perfect perfect, perfect way just take videos of each other and send them to me and then i'll give you guys some feedback but... there you go <laughs> chris what's up what do you think? No, I, I think, you know, Brevin nailed it. Take it, take a video. I, I don't think like doing it once. I will say like, depending on the exercise, uh, maybe just if you're not feeling safe, if you're like, oh, this feels a little wonky, probably just skip it, you know, yeah. ask your coach, get more knowledge around it. Um, or 
look at the stuff before going into your workout. Like look at the videos before. If you have any questions, address it with your coach um, or look on some YouTube channels. Uh, I was going to say YouTube some. has literally everything, <laughs> whether it's great technique or not, like at least it can point you kind of in the right direction. Yes. Most of the time I've seen some really yeah. bad stuff. <laughs> I, I, I also I was going to say, I also think like, you know, knowing where Stacy's currently at in her journey and things like that, um, I wanted to ask you guys, do you guys think as far as like your workouts change, obviously for people of age, right? Mm -hmm. um, I really think like, I, I always go back to like, is the juice worth the squeeze with some things like the way that you're going to program something for somebody in their 60s is going to look completely different right and, yeah, and goal sure. a lot of stuff we're talking it does go back to like an individualized approach for that person so when we're talking about like certain rep ranges and stuff it don't just take this for like what you think you should do like actually reach out and get some knowledge around this and like for what your goals are your age like it really varies it's not just for everybody yeah. And like, even like for her, for example, like we have more of like a shoulder friendly workout, as I call it, um, you know, she has a bad shoulder. And so that's something that we take in consideration with her training. And so I think it's, and, and also like, I know that, you know, she's probably listening and Stacey, like, I know like we don't do a ton of like going to failure and things like that. Like, just like personally right now, I think it's just like, we're like, she's brand new to the gym. Like, I just want to focus on like getting movement in and like getting comfortable. Like she's loving the gym now. Like that's what I'm looking for. And maybe eventually at some point we will look at like, like, Hey, let's like test out a couple of things going to failure and things like that. But right now I just want to get the muscles moving and adapting and getting used to what, you know, working out. Exactly. Yeah. And a lot of the things that we talk about are like, okay, well, what is the, the optimal way to do things? But we also have to take optimal and like where you're at optimal exactly. meet practical shout out Jordan lives. Yes. Um, we, we have to make those two match. Like, is it optimal to train to failure and to do these things? Yes. Is where you're at in a place where you need to even worry about optimal, not even close. Like you getting in there and moving is perfect for you right now. Getting to learn the movement patterns and to feel comfortable and just to get into the gym. And like, if we really look at it, if you're brand new into the gym, your need to train to failure is significantly less than someone who's been training for years. Like that your body's already like, oh my God, what the hell are you doing to me? Like, <laughs> it's going to start adapting way quicker than someone who's been training for five years who might need to train to failure very consistently. Very, very individualized inside of these answers as well. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, before we move on to the next question, you mentioned Jordan Lips. Shout out Jordan Lips. Did you guys see he's going to be a daddy? I did. That's awesome. He's going to be, that kid's going to be so cool. I know. Except, I love except he's going to be playing soccer, which I can't stand. <laughs> I hate soccer. I, I love their pregnancy announcement. It was like future future lifting buddy had like a little uh dumbbell as like a little baby toy. And it, it's to me great. They're, they're well, realistically, I'm having a kid so that I can have someone film all my sets and spot me. <laughs> Is it did they do like uh well I'm I'm sure they'll do like a reveal of the, the gender. I wondered if it'll be like a blue dumbbell or a pink dumbbell. That'd be cool. <laughs> they actually I, I was looking at one of their stories. Uh they do a lot of QAs on their stories and they said they weren't gonna do like a big QA or not big QA, uh, a big gender reveal um yeah. thing where it's just, I think I, I think they might even they're not even gonna really share with everybody until the kid's born. Um they said it's just like first pregnancy they want to keep it very like personal between themselves right, that's, and that's fair enjoy it and like they're not even sure how much they're gonna like share on social media and so it's like you know i'm sure the grandma will get a picture but uh they're gonna be careful how much they share i think but um love both most of those people guys. have like 
most people have like nine parties before they actually have the baby and like, <laughs> right. like baby shower, gender reveal, like, gender reveal party, <laughs> pre-gender reveal. This is the actual gender reveal. It's like, oh my gosh. Um, I love all it. right. Uh, Chris, what's the last question? All right. Marissa. Um, great question for weight loss. When weightlifting, do you have to sweat in order to lose chase? What is your, what's your take on that? No, absolutely not. Like the sweating and soreness does not indicate a good workout. Um, you say can, that one more time. <laughs> sweating and soreness does not indicate a good workout. You can go into the gym and you can go into a sauna and get sweaty. And yes, you will lose weight. The moment you drink a bottle of water, you'll gain all that weight back. So I think it's just important to realize like, and even like soreness, like soreness doesn't indicate a good workout. Like you can go to the workout and like do a million bicep curls and your biceps are sore, but then like, doesn't mean you got a great workout. Like nothing, it wasn't optimal for like actual hypertrophy. So I think it's important just to realize like that, that is the least thing you should be looking at. Like I will say some of my best workouts, like I don't leave like really hot and sweaty and like super sore. I mean, heck, like I'll put it actually a great perspective. This just popped in the head. And I think it's just a great way to explain it. Meat day. I wasn't like soaking wet and sweaty. Like <laughs> here I was hitting like PRs. So like, it just goes to show you, like it was a great, I mean, it's not really necessarily like an entire workout. I guess it kind of is, but it kind of isn't. Uh, I mean, it is, but like, it's, it's a little a bit big workout. <laughs> it is. Well, it's 400 little... pounds, not a workout. <laughs> I guess it is, but it's just not like a traditional, like what you would do in the gym, like all the time. Um, but that said though, it's like, just kind of proving an example of like, just because you're not sweaty or just cause you're not sore. Um, uh, it doesn't mean that it wasn't a good workout. That's a lot of like, where like a lot of these like hit style training classes, that's how they like make you think you got a great workout. Like you're like, you know, I hate to like name bash, but like orange theory or F45, F45, I'll name bash them for you. <laughs> these like boot camps and things like that. Like, they want you to leave dead tired, crawling out of the studio, drenched in sweat. And they're like, yep, that was a good workout, wasn't it? You're going to come back for the next one. <laughs> and that's how they get you back for more and more. So I'll give an example. When I was a, a like a full-time in-person trainer, there was another trainer that I worked with that he would come in and just absolutely beat the shit out of his clients. And they're like, oh, such a good workout. I'm coming back. And six months later... They looked the exact same. They hadn't lost any weight. They hadn't done anything different, but we'd go in there and be able to like have a good workout. It doesn't matter if you sweat. It doesn't matter if it even necessarily feels that hard. Now, if you're never tired or never sore, maybe it's an indicator that you're not training hard enough, but like beating the shit out of yourself all the time isn't going to make it better. I actually made a post on this. Yes. Literally yesterday. Like, how do you make progress in the gym? Like stress recovery adaptation. You have to apply a stressor. You have to apply enough of a stressor, but not too much of a stressor. And you have to be able to recover from the stressor you put on it to create that adaptation. That doesn't mean you have to go in. And so I love your analogy of like, well, you can go stand in a sauna. Yeah, like, exactly. I mean, that's, that's very true. Like you can go stand in a sauna and be like, God, such a good workout today. I'm going home. <laughs> <laughs> that's my workout today. Like I need, I need yeah. a good workout that I'm just going to go sit in the sauna for a half hour and then I'm done. Yeah. Orange theory. They probably, they probably crank the, the heat up to like 89. <laughs> I always used to joke and say those, or you know, they always have the orange lights in the studios. Like those are like those, like, like the heat heat dry oven heat lamps. <laughs> Love, yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. I actually, when, when I was in the, when I was in the military, we'd, we'd go on a run and be like three, four miles and we'd come back and like, I wouldn't sweat at all. 
Like, yeah, you're just, one of those weirdos that didn't sweat. I don't. And like, honestly, if I start sweating <laughs> in the gym, like I'm doing something extreme. Like I just did a million burpees or something. Well, like, I'll I- give it. When I first started at the gym that I go to now, the air conditioning was broke and it was the middle of the summer <laughs> and I'd walk in and I'd be stretching, sweating. <laughs> like, what the hell? I didn't even do anything. I guess at that point is like, I, I got to go home. I already had my workout. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's just like, you have to realize guys, you lose a lot of fluids through your sweat. At least some people, some people who sweat <laughs> lose a lot of fluids through their workouts. And that's why like, you know, I, and this is like totally not a, a good idea. This is a do not do this, but this is why I've heard of people like weighing themselves out to work up like, Oh, I lost like a pound or two. Like it's awesome. It's such a great workout. Like that is purely water weight. It so I'll, I'll give an example of why you might do that. And it has nothing to do with anyone that's listening to this podcast. We used to do that for sports so that we know during practice how much water we lost and how much water we'd have to replace so that we made okay. sure we stay hydrated so um, that and we sense. would do that in like a water cut as well so we know like uh day to day like how much water you're losing and overnight how much water weight you're regaining so we can see what kind of those swings are looking like not anyone that's listening to the podcast would ever need to worry about that yeah so just like go ahead and remove that out of your brain right yeah now. yeah you're you're, you're, you're done. <laughs> yeah. And I think at the end of the day, like it just, you have to ask yourself the question, do I want the short-term satisfaction of like, oh, I felt like I kicked my ass today. Or do you want to see progress long-term? I feel like most of you want to see progress long-term. So we have to look at like, okay, well, what does that actually mean? Well, it's not sweating and dying. Yep, exactly. Awesome. All right. Anything else, guys? I have no clue. Could we have a timer on this platform reason? Because we had to switch, but um, no clue how we're in, but we're probably close to 30 minutes. But anything else, guys? No, I think we're good. I think we're good. All right, guys. Well, you guys have a great rest of your week, and we'll talk to you on to the next episode. See ya. See you guys. As always, I want to thank you for listening to the Unfuck Your Health podcast. If you enjoy the show and find it helpful, I'd love it if you would share it on your story so I can thank you for listening and leave a five-star rating review to help the podcast grow and allow me to impact more lives. As always, feel free to reach out with any questions or anything and anyone that you want to see on the show. Thanks again for listening to the Unfuck Your Health podcast.